0: Welcome to Coordinated Strike. As usual, I am your host, Joe, and I am pumped. Uh, today is August, <laughs> March the 30th, and Aaron gave us a giant gift as part of the Weird Easter sale. Uh, right now on the Weird Forums, you have access to all of the Wave 1 cards for the four main, uh, four main allegiances in the other side, you have all of the King's Empire cards, all of the Abyssinian cards, all of the Gibbering Hordes cards, and all of the Cult of the Burning Man. Uh, they are all there for you in lovely, um, available, downloadable PDF form for you to print and proxy with and make your buying decisions. So it is a phenomenal day. Additionally, we just had update 83, uh, letting us know that they are very close to being finally done with production. Um, I think as of their posting of that, they had said they were at five uh, more models that needed to finish the cutting stage. Everything else was either completed um, in production or in tooling. So very, very close to being able to close out their backer kit. Uh, They'll make an announcement toward that in the next few weeks. Uh, So, again, a lot of good positive momentum on the other side. So definitely wanted to get the the recording back out. Um, Had some computer problems a little bit ago uh, that resulted in having to get a new rig. But we are back. We are stronger. And we are just in time for this tremendous announcement today. So for a topic-wise, I kind of wanted to go into – Playing some of the game itself, Um, one of the things you can definitely do now that you have the cards is take a look at Weird's Learn to Play uh, that they posted a while ago with the Kickstarter. Um, Some of the rules have changed a little slightly from that demonstration, but that gives you really the framework of the game itself. And how you can kind of at least make sure that you're doing the attacks and defenses right and get a good idea of how to play the game from that, at least in terms of the the base bear mechanics. A couple of cool features in this update uh, with the cards being posted. One of... When you scroll through, you will notice that they have included all of the upgrades for either Earth or Malifaux, depending on uh, which faction you're looking at. So you really have everything in a single PDF of what you can upgrade your force with. So that makes it very, very simple. You also have all of your stratagem cards there. And remember, you're going to assemble a six-card stratagem deck Uh, when you play, regardless of how many commanders, either one or two. Um, From a hiring standpoint, at the beginning of the game, you make a determination with your opponent. Uh, If you want to play a one or two commander game, one commander game is a little bit quicker version. Um, It's essentially what a starter battle box is going to be. Literally, the, the starting boxes for each of the four factions, if you play that, that is a single one commander game. Um, and fairly well balanced. Uh, the only one that you have to really add something to is the Burning Man, and I'd recommend adding two uh, of the adjuncts to the uh, to the warp squads, and that will get you to where you can play a full 25 points uh, without issue. And then you're using all of your all of your squad points for all of your uh, commander points to uh, purchase units in that instance, and really have a a nice effective little force um, for something quick to play. For what is more of the standard game, that is two commander. Um, The biggest differences are, and the thing to remember is, every time you play a game of the other side, you're getting two command tokens at the start of every turn. If it is a one commander game, you're getting an additional two for a total of four. And if you're playing a two commander game, you're getting an additional two for each commander. So you're getting two for playing a game of the other side, two for the first commander, two for the second commander, for a total of six tactics tokens. So those are the big things to keep in mind uh, when you are playing the other side. Uh, I look forward to seeing what you guys come up with and looking at some of the lists that you have from the uh, from the release. Most of these stats uh, you already knew and had seen on the preview pages. The biggest thing is you're getting the accurate glory sites, finally, uh, which were not accurate on the main page for quite some time. So in Abyssinia, a couple things that I want to kind of point out um, as good additions for your starting force, and we'll go over again what you can get in a pledge. Um, so if you've gone to the 160 commander level pledge, uh, you will get the starter box. The starter box consists of Prince Sunathi. He is your commander uh, in that box. You're getting two units of the Mahal Safari, and you're getting a unit of Crow Runners. Additionally, uh, you are getting the second commander, and that commander is the Lord of Steel. And you were also getting a unit, a single unit of the Basotho uh, cavalry. And I know I'm butchering that name. I don't I don't uh, I know I don't pronounce that correctly. Uh, so I've already always called them the Basso calf. Uh, they're a great little suppressive unit. Um, additionally uh, because we broke the uh, the barrier uh, where everyone is getting a thrace. Uh, you are also getting three engineers, which are the adjuncts for uh, this particular faction, and you are getting a rail gunner. So a couple of things that I I highly recommend for Abyssinia: a couple of units that. Oh, and you're also getting a dreadnought titan. Uh, can't forget that um, in the uh, in the pledge. So with all of that, you are able to construct a uh, 50, 50, uh, 50 script army because of the two commanders. They have each have 25 script available to them. Uh, you have an option of how to kind of configure it from there with your upgrades and such. A couple of add-on pieces that I really like. I am a huge fan of mechanized infantry. Uh, they provide a little bit different um, play style to the Mahal brick, which is what you kind of get out of the box. Uh, they are a point less than the Mahal, so what it really lets you do is free up some list flexibility, particularly once you if you throw um, an adjunct, which I highly recommend the Engineer, into the mechanized infantry, because uh, then you, they're costing exactly the same as a Mahal. But they're generating more attacks, uh, you're taking advantage of tracer rounds, and you're taking advantage of the walker. Um, so I think two two units of mechanized infantry are a great way to go if you're just looking for some initial list diversity. Uh, and you don't want to do t- t- too many different units. Um, I like two. The main reason I do is because that's how I kind of swap my core in and out is around either two mahal's or two mechanized infantry and so for me that was the that was the way i liked to to go about um beginning my my extras Uh, i am also a huge fan of the electrocutioners the electrocutioners i think are a one of purchase um, at least initially they provide uh, some area attack, so you'll be able to reach out and attack clustered enemies uh, fairly easily with them. And they have a very strong um, melee attack. I mean, their melee stat is 9, so they're, they're really about hitting and uh, taking advantage of the arcing electricity uh, trigger that is on their card. Uh, once they go into glory, um, you gain quite a bit of utility. Uh, with 1.21 gigawatts, uh, gigawatts. Um, and yes, that is definitely intended as a uh, Back to the Future reference. Uh, And they're technophiles, so they don't have to discard cards to take prototype actions. So they have immediate synergy with uh, Prince Unathi, because Prince Unathi has an ability to make a unit take a prototype action. Uh, which would normally require a card to be discarded, and then he gets to draw a card. Well, with the the Electrocutioners, they don't have to discard to take their action, so they take their action, and then he just draws card. Um, So it really provides some excellent synergy. Uh, If you're looking just to pick up one additional unit for some list diversity, uh, I think the Electrocutioners are a great way to go. Um, You also can't go too wrong with picking up uh, another unit of Basso Cav. Uh I really like them in pairs and tandem. Um, I, am, I am finding more and more in the game that having two of something is really kind of optimal in a lot of situations because it's harder to... Uh, it gives you uh, redundancy, and redundancy is something that is very nice to have In a war game. uh, Simply because. It keeps your capability. uh, Within the list consistent. Uh, The other big thing they have. Is they are very quick. They are an 11 speed unit. Um, And. On a rush. You're doubling that. So that's 22 inches. uh, That they're able to move around. And then they have a 15 inch. Or they have a a 2 inch reach. On their melee weapon. And even if you're just. Moving them, you know, you've got 11 inches, and then their gun is a 15-inch threat, so you've got 26 inches of threat there, and then after they after they resolve an action, so whether they succeed or not, uh, they get to move up to 5 inches in any direction. So a very quick unit, um, very, very speedy. Uh, def, uh, def willpower, 5-5. Uh, on the glory side, they are a 6-6. If you can get them into glory, they become just an absolute nightmare. Uh, So I am a a big fan. You get one uh, in the Kickstarter. I am a big fan of adding that second unit. Again, for some list diversity. Also, they're just really good, solid unit. So I want to talk for a minute... Again, and we're still in Abyssinia, so I apologize to those that are not um, not the best friends of Abyssinia. I get it. Uh, not everybody can be. The other cool thing is that in all of the uh, previews, you have the envoys for, for Abyssinia. So these are cool. So when you have a dual commander, you can bring in uh, their, their other faction through the envoy system. So if you're playing King's Empire and you want to have some Abyssinian units and you take Casa as one of your commanders, well, you can take the Envoys from Abyssinia card and you're able to hire uh, Abyssinian squads, and they may hire Abyssinian assets, uh, so long as those assets are then attached to Abyssinian units. Uh, Total number of scripts spent on these hires cannot exceed 50% of the total script. Uh, and what the Envoy card does is it gives additional rules to the units that are envoyed in, or the Abyssinian units. So, all the Abyssinian fire teams in this company gain the following triggers in all actions. Uh, they gain their tone trigger, radio, and enemy movements to draw a card. And they gain the six uh, margin trigger, Eureka, which is how they will glory. So, they retain their glory functionality. And this is fairly true across all of the. Uh, all of the factions, we'll go into them a little bit as well. So the next one we're going to hit up is Cult of the Burning Man. Uh, all hail the Burning Man. As they say, their cards are uh, are available as well. They really have a couple of super distinct playstyles. And Burning Man is a high mobility... Um, a high mobility... Uh, force. Uh, kind of the glass cannon of the setting. Really cool. Um, very strong. And again, we'll go through what they get in their forces. Uh, so in their starter box, again, we're going at $160 pledge level. You are getting, uh, their starter, which consists of Ariapdos. You are getting Fenton Brown, who is their, or Fenton Brahms, who is their second commander. Uh, in their little starter box you're getting a unit of stalking portals you're getting two units of the warped and that's what comes in the starter is adioptos two units of the warped and fenton, or two units of the warped and stalking portals at the pledge you're getting fenton brahms who is their second commander you are getting a Gorsythe, which is their titan you are getting three Raving Madmen, who are their adjunct. You're getting a Breachling. And you are getting a unit of Doomseekers. And you're also getting uh, Ikirio. Or uh, Ben Ten. Uh, ben Yan, who is the uh, Thrace equivalent for the Malifaux side of things, uh, which would be for the uh, Cult of the Burning Man and Jibbering Hordes. So again, uh, able to field uh, a full 50 soul st- a full fifty Soulstone 2 Commander game, or 50 Script 2 Commander game immediately, out of that Kickstarter pledge. So some very cool stuff there. Their Envoy card, for those that are playing uh, Jibbering Horde and want to bring over some... Envoys of the Cult, uh, they get to hire Burning Man squads. Uh, The company may hire Burning Man assets so long as those assets are attached to Burning Man units. Total number of scripts spent on these hires can actually of the total script. At any time during an action, a friendly Cult of the Burning Man unit with two or more Shaken tokens may flip to glory. And portals. Uh, When a Cult of the Burning Man fire team in this company comes in contact with a friendly portal marker, you may place... Its unit in base contact with any other uh, friendly portal markers. Friend, uh, fire teams that move in this way may not use any of the remaining movement that was granted by the order and cannot use the dimensional instability rule again. This activation. So, the uh, the envoys from the cult let you get uh, lets you utilize friendly portals. So if you take a unit of stocking portals as some of your additional allocation. It lets the cult units kind of jump around and do that there. So some add-ons that I personally like, uh, depending on what playstyle you are going to do. I am a huge fan of the ECB. I think they are some of the coolest models in the game. Um, from a look standpoint, they also have very strong game into high armor opponents and high uh, asset opponents. Um, We've been over that on a couple of previous shows. I just want to reiterate that again. Uh, I think they're a great pickup for Cult of the Burning Man, uh, particularly with the Starter Pledge. Um, Additionally, I also like a second unit of Doomseekers. Now, if you want to do something completely different, and I can't take credit for for this style list, this is um, what is kind of known as the Mill Strategy. For uh, and it's it's built around Fenton Brom's ability and it's built around getting as many shaken tokens onto the field as possible by really cycling your deck uh, and so that strategy kind of goes with a several units of the broken um, between two and three depending on what build you're looking at um, and then you also come over and you get some Twisted Horrors uh, who are actively made better by getting the deck cycled, because if they get the deck cycled, they have, on their glory side, a predictable, which is the first time this company's fate deck is reshuffled during the activation phase. Every fire team in this unit may be placed anywhere within 16 inches, and this unit may activate a second time this turn. So, the essential strategy is mill, 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 get as many cards cycled through the deck as possible. Prior to the end of the turn, For get to that last card, force the shuffle. These guys all then jump 16 inches from where they're at, and then they get a second activation. Uh, which can just be utterly devastating in this, in this type of game. Um, and because of that additional placement, so... You'd want like 3 units of Broken, 3 to 4. You'd want 2 to 3 Twisted Horrors. Uh, Let's kind of build this out. So I think for me, I would want 3 units of the Broken. So that would be 15 points. And you can follow along if you've opened up the little PDF. And then I would want 3 units of Twisted Horrors. You take Fenton Brom with the 2 mil upgrades. So he's 2... he nets to 2 points. You take Adaptos for another 2 points. You've got seven points left, you throw in a unit of Doom Seekers, and you call it a day. And I think that list just has some pure devastation that it can do yeah. uh, in a number of ways. So I like that quite a bit, although that does kind of go completely away from the units that you're getting as part of your base pledge. But I think it's a very strong list. Uh, I think both builds are very, very strong. Uh, whether you go with the combined arms uh, kind of way that the, uh, the base core core pledge give, goes to you, or if you go with this mill strategy. Um, both are good. Both are, frankly, devastating. Uh the broken are just a fantastic pickup. Even if you just pick up one unit now, you can kind of see the potential that they have. They're five wounds, uh they're reserves too. So what this means is you res you uh you all a reinforcement token um gives you two guys back. The reserves rule states that they add you add whatever the reserve total is to the base reinforcement. So these reinforce so they add four um, people to the base at any given time. So unless you kill them to a man, this unit comes back at almost full strength every time. Uh-huh. It is an incredible way to spend five points in the game. Uh, I am a big, big fan of the broken. So, and we'll, we'll go ahead and stay on the Malifaux side. We're going to jump over to the gibbering Hordes. Gibbering uh, Hordes, again, one of my pet factions, my favorite factions. Uh, in the game itself, there are a lot of different ways you can go. We're going to go over what you get in the initial pledge again. Uh, you get in your starter box, which is just the base starter box. So this is more for people that will be coming to the game after the Kickstarter, uh, the starter box has the Storm Siren, two units of Striped Skulkers, and Karakinu. And that and a unit of Karakinu, and that's, that's what you get in the starter. In the Pledge, you'll get that starter. You will get uh, the second commander, which is the Frenzy, which are the Street Sharks, uh, as we lovingly call them. You'll get an Alpha Crawler, which is the Titan. You will get a unit of armored Welks, which have one of the best abilities in the game uh, in terms of support. They have mobile shell, so friendly units with at least one fire team within three inches cannot gain pin tokens. I will restate that for those that are slow or are not following at home. Uh, they have mobile shield, so friendly units with at least one fire team within three inches uh, cannot gain pin tokens. And then friendly units, so whether they are gibbering horde, or whether they are cult of the burning man and you've, you've allied in um, or envoyed in some, uh, some gibbering horde, because you have Hormatanji as your dual commander. And uh, you've, got that, uh, you've got this unit available to you, and they've got uh, a fire, one of the fire teams in the unit within three, they cannot gain pin tokens. Uh, so your reinforcement game stays incredibly strong. Uh, The unit themselves are a great value. Uh, I am a huge fan of the Armored Welk, and the fact that you get it as part of the 160 Command Pledge for Jevoring Hordes is tremendous value. Uh, You also get an Egg Clutch, and you get three Morphlings, which are the Adjuncts, and you get Ben, Ben Young, or as I call him, Ben 10. Um, so I want to touch on the, uh, the Envoy here because it is, ve- is relevant, especially because we just had that conversation about Burning Man. Uh, so, allies, if the company contains a jibbering Horde commander, it may hire jibbering uh, Horde squads. This company may hire jibbering Horde assets as long as they are attached to jibbering Horde units. The total script from these cannot exceed 30 percent of your total script. Survival of the Hordes, when a friendly jibbering Horde unit activates, it may devour, kill a friendly fire team within 3 inches. Which may include one of its own fire teams. If it does so, the activating unit may flip to glory. So, really interesting here uh, because of the way that it is worded. So, it may kill a friendly fire team within three. So, this means yes, if you are allying in um, the Gibbering Horde units, they could kill, let's say, a Breachling or. Another friendly fire team that happens to be a cult and still flip to glory. So that's kind of cool. And they have their endless hunger, or endless uh, endless hordes. So at the start of the turn, you may discard a tactics token to summon one friendly non-commander gibbering horde squad that was killed on the previous turn. The squad is summoned to your deployment zone in base contact with any table edge uh, with no assets. It may immediately move up to twice its speed. You may summon any number of killed squads in this way. So the cool thing about hordes allies is they keep coming back because the only thing you can hire are squads, and the only thing that can take advantage of endless hunger or endless uh, endless hordes are squads. So very cool stuff here. Uh, some units that I love again and would recommend as pickups for uh, you're just starting out and you want to get some list diversity, Ururazi, Urrazi, Ururazi, Ururazi. Uh, I, am, I am a huge proponent of at least two squads of Urazi. Uh, they are six points. They have Glide, which means they can get over non-Titan Fire teams and low terrain while moving, uh, which includes Rush. They have ten, uh, a 10-speed base, and then when they Glory, they have an 11-speed. So they have Threat 24 uh, on a Rush in Glory, and they have Threat 22 on a Rush in Glory, in base mode, and they're only 6-script. They are tremendous value. Uh, I would recommend picking up a unit of two of those uh, as first purchase. Uh, Other ones I like, I like a second Alpha Crawler. I am a huge fan of Double Alpha. Uh, It fits my playstyle very well. I think the Jibbering Hordes likes to play Monster Mash probably more than almost any other unit. Or any other faction in the game, And I am a big fan of two crawlers. Uh, we've got other shows on the crawlers themselves. So just wanted to just kind of wanted to make that point again. So last but not least, we've got the King's Empire. So King's Empire are very cool. In their starter box, you get Charles Edmonton. You get two minutes, two units of Royal Rifle Corps, uh, which I would make a very strong argument are one of the best base units in the game. You get a unit of Infiltrators, and that's what comes in your starter. And then in your starting pledge, you get the King's Hand, uh, the giant Titan robot, uh, defender of the people in the crown. Uh, you get Margaret Bell, which is the second commander for... The uh, for the King's Empire. And you get a unit of Field Intelligence Corps. Uh, you also get Thrace. You'll get three Sharpshooters, which are the Adjunct. And you will get a Motor Scout. So a couple add-ons that I really like for the uh, for the King's Empire. I am a huge fan of the Empire Dragoons. Uh, they are a tremendous unit. They also provide... Some additional card draw because after they after cheating faith, the team may draw a card, uh, which means in situations where you're getting hit but you have a really bad hand, it may be advantageous to cheat just to go ahead and restock your hand with something better. Uh, they are a great singular pickup. I am a huge fan of a second unit of infiltrators uh, as an early as an early pickup just to provide you some diversity. Um, Additionally, if you want a little more punch, you go ahead and you could pick up uh, some of the Grenadiers who are a very strong unit uh, in their own right um, by providing the area. they've got a sixteen inch range, um, really help fit the theme and grow it out that way. And last but not least, their envoy card, because uh, we've gone over all of them, if uh, company contains an empire a King's Empire commander. Uh, it may hire King's Empire squads. This company may hire King's Empire assets as long as they are attached to King's Empire units. Total number of script on these cannot exceed 2% of your total script. All right, so again, um, pretty standard on the Envoy side with the Allies rule. Casa uh, is the uh, the dual commander for King's Empire and Abyssinia. So if you're playing Abyssinia, this would be the... Uh, and you have that you could bring this Envoy card over to... Get some get some squads from uh, the King's Empire. Uh, they get King and country. So after an enemy fire team is killed as a result of an action from a King's Empire fire team in this company, the friendly fire team's unit may flip to glory at the end of its activation. So they get their glory uh, rollback, back. Uh, and the Empire bayonet, uh, King's Empire fire teams in this company may use their ranged attack actions while engaged, as if they were melee attack actions instead of ranged attack actions with a range of 2. If it does so, the action is at minus 2 AB. So they get their special rule because the King's Empire doesn't have melee attacks built in because they have their special rule on their Allegiance card. In the Envoy form, they retain that ability. So as you can see, um, you really get to play a lot of different things and a lot of different options. Um, So I I, I want you to get all of the cards, go ahead and look at them, go through them, kind of figure out what types of lists you want to start running. Uh, Remember, it's either a one commander game or two commander game. Uh, The two commander game is going to be more of the tournament standard. The one commander is more of the quick uh, gameplay mode. Both are very satisfying games to play. On the whole, remember, you're going to pick out six of the Stratagem cards each game. And uh, you can get your uh, your assets from multiple places. So I want to see what you guys come up with. Um, take a look at everything. And uh, let me know what you think. And enjoy uh, kind of this first Real look at the uh, at the other side, and again, remember, uh, there's still time right now to get your pledges in. You want to start finalizing everything because we're a few weeks away from everything being locked down, uh, shipping being announced, and uh, you know, starting to starting to get the countdown to getting these beautiful models into our hands. So uh, until next time, if you've got a tactics token, you can make a coordinated strike.